Welcome to Hope Beyond the Badge, a podcast that brings awareness, inspiration, and conversation together for first responders, families, and others interested in mental well-being in first response. New episodes weekly with your hosts, Jay Bailey and Linda Kokoros. Jay is a father, a military veteran, worked in the fire service for 18 years, and carries a diagnosis of PTSD. Linda is a mom, a wife, a certified life coach for first responders, and a suicide loss survivor of a first responder. Let's talk about it. But we appreciate everything you do, and we see you. Mm. We see you. We, we will never truly understand what you go through. Yeah. I've had a lot of stories and you shared one with me. I will never forget Linda, you shared with me and it sticks to me with me to this day. We never stop to think not only the scenes that they have to arrive to, but every time they go, if that's their district, their area, every time they got to go through that area, they're reminded of that tragedy. And when you ever said that to me, that, that story that you, that little piece that you share with me, I mean, obviously it was longer than that, but I when I when I think of our police and our firefighters, our EMT, even in the military, if they're if they're deployed or whatnot, or or even stateside, and, and something happened, if they have to go back to that area, they are reminded all the time. And with our with our first responders, they're reminded all the time because that's their area. They and you had shared that with me, and I'll never forget that story you shared with me about that person that shared it with you. Yeah, because you don't think about that as a civilian. You think, oh, okay, there's an accident on a highway. Oh, maybe they're okay, but you don't think. And, and and the biggest thing I've always heard from guys who've been at those scenes or in combat, it's the smell you'll never forget. Yeah. Right. And so that's always resonated with me, and that's why as a civilian, I'm like, I I, I can only put my actions, the words I speak into actions, and show you guys how much I appreciate everything because I can never imagine being the knock on the door for the family like yourself, like having to knock on the door and say, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry, sir. But, um, this just happened. I, I think yeah. I, I just can't imagine being on the flip side. And I think with all due respects, I think, unfortunately, many, many of people in general, um, don't stop to think about that and are very selfish when we, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, we just don't get it. As civilians, we just don't get it. We don't get it. And, 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 and it's, we just think it's like, oh, okay, they signed up for it. Well, if they don't, who will, right? Mm. It's like it's like Travis Mannion said, if not me, then who? Mm. You know, he was killed in Iraq, a Marine, Travis Mannion. Um, and you think about that. If not me, then who, right? Like, yeah. if I don't go and do it, who's going to do it? Like, who's yeah. going to step up? Are we going to go back to old school firefighting putting out the fires with buckets yeah well no. I, what we've heard from many many of what i've heard personally i mean jay is, is also you know a first responder and a veteran so he's he knows the whole culture and for me um you know sitting in and having the honor and privilege to be sitting in on these interviews and speaking um with many many first responders 
and um, and police chief and 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 even just listening to Jay, you know, um, from time to time when we when we have conversations, um, just listening to them and sort of just feeling, you know, getting that feeling of it's a definitely a calling, you know, um, to be able to go out there every day and um, put your life on the line because um, you don't know what what you're going to walk into for whatever call you're going out on and you don't know how it's going to turn out. And uh, But I do know that for every call, regardless of whether it's small or a big call um, or a bad call, as they would call it, um, they pick up something. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've heard many times and, and something gets put in that backpack that they carry. And, um, and you know, before you know it, all those calls accumulate or they get compacted in that backpack and um, until it spills over if they're not emptying it out and um, are talking about it. And um, yeah. so um, that's why we're doing this, Heather, is to make it easier for first responders to be able to talk about it within their departments or with, the, with their peers or with someone at a coffee shop or a friend or a close friend, it doesn't matter, but unloading that, not holding it in. Um, and they, for sure, a lot of them don't share it with their families, um, whether they want to protect their families from, um, you know, hearing any, all the gory stuff they go through, but they're holding on to that for sure. And then that results in in, in manifesting to behaviours, either they're not sleeping um, so now they're drinking to help them go to sleep or they might be taking some sleeping medication to that, might be having nightmares, um, all of that type of stuff. So there's a lot of different things and behaviours that come from experiencing these traumatic events um, that happen. And it, it's so important to keep that message and, and talking out there. Jay, do you want to chime in? I can see you sitting there. Yeah, I'm just I'm kind of deep in thought, so I guess I guess I'll share what I'm thinking. I, okay. I think that it's so important uh, and meaningful the way that you recognize the siblings and and to see uh, sort of a broad spectrum of recognition. I, I think that that's so important. Um, I think that we're we're talking right now about you know uh, selfless service, a calling, and and that um, that doesn't mean that human beings aren't still impacted by trauma, right? That's, that's a reality. And that's, that's what, uh, that's what this culture that we're talking about, uh, experiences. And oftentimes when, when someone that served their, their country selflessly, or they're serving their community selflessly, they want to be there, but they can find themselves with a, with a changed state of emotional being, emotional well-being. And the family, um, oftentimes suffers together in, in that regard when, mom or dad or whoever the service member is uh is not doing well right that's that ends up being a collective experience and and so is healing so we're beginning to recognize uh trauma and 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 what it what it does and how to heal it and that you know um when i hear that that you're recognizing the hardships of siblings and stuff like that i think it's so important i I really i think it's wonderful um and i also I'm wondering about the push-ups. Do you still do push-ups every day? And what, <laughs> what, who are you doing those for? Uh, how many a day do you do? Um, um, tell me about the push-ups, oh, please. Oh, boy. So, yes, 
Uh, answer is yes. Uh, today will mark 2,517 consecutive days. So the backstory on that one is uh, 2016, a friend of mine said, hey, the NASCAR debut went by. He said, will you do the push-up challenge? I said, nope. He said, why? He said, aren't you for veteran suicide? I know you are, Heather. I said, absolutely, 100%. I, I started doing this with Major Justin Fitch in 2013. I said, but... I'll do the push-ups, and I started doing them at Tough Mudders. We did them all different places, me and my friends. Uh, we made people get down with us. Like, literally, we're like, you're all getting down. And for the most part, even at Tough Mudder, that was the most amazing. Because I, I would say probably about 10,000 people, because we did them at every single obstacle. So everybody would get down and do them. I'd say there were probably about 10,000 people that did it all together. Mm. Um, so what started was the 22 push-up challenge was going around. And I'm like... No, no, no. I don't want to be a part of this. You know, it's kind of like the ice bucket challenge. I don't, I don't want to be a part of all that because, you know, it's like, look at me, look at me. And I said, suicide is more than just a challenge. I mean, I lost my friend in high school, freshman year, Kelly Roy. She took her life, uh, knocked on all of our doors before she did it. None of us were home. I uh, went to her house. I can still vividly see that whole picture walking into her house, looking to the left. The bathroom was still a little bit open. I thought to myself, why would the EMT? I remember being like, why would they leave the door open like that? Anyways, so it's not just a challenge for anyone, whether you're military first responder or a civilian out there struggling, right? Those those inner war within yourself is so deep. It's not just a challenge. I mean, it's 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 a challenge. It's challenging in its ways, right? Uh, but I was like, I can't do this 22. I was like, no, because it means so much more to me. Um, I also had to rescue someone in my personal life that was not in a good way in, uh, 2014. So it's very personal ball to, to personal for me. So he messaged me again and people kept tagging me on the 22 pushups for 22 days for 22 veterans. They were tagging me all the time. I'm like, no, no. Then he finally comes out. He's like, Heather, will you please do it? I said, okay, here's the deal. September 2nd, 2016, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do 22 push-ups for 22 veterans plus one for active duty because Matthew Patton was active duty. Um, I wear his bracelet every day. Sergeant Matthew Patton right here. Uh, he took his life. His mom educated me that was we lose roughly about one active duty member every single day to suicide. Now this is back in 2016, everybody. So she's like, we lose 22 plus one active duty. So I started doing 23 pushups every day. Then 44 days later, boom, David Dangerfield, the firefighter took his life off I-95. He left a Facebook page message on Facebook and that came across my feed. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like it, it, it touched me to research it. So somewhere I found, I don't even, and it's so crazy because I could not find it again when someone asked me, but I found that we roughly lose five first responders a week to suicide. So I said, all right, I'm going to do 23 plus five every day because I know it's more like five a day. You're telling me all across the country. So I was like, I'm adamant. I'm going to do five a day for our first responders because many first responders like yourself, Jay, are also veterans, right? They want to continue that service. So I said to my friend, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it. I have sciatica, uh, still meniscus tears. I have slap bicep tear, my right bicep, and I have uh, rotator cuff tears, all small stuff um, in my shoulders. Not from doing this, but previous from all the stuff that I do, um, lifting in that. And uh, 
So I started just doing this and I, and I feel the pain and I'm sore. I I've done it. I've done them even when I've had surgery, I've done it even when I was sick, I keep doing them. And so today we'll mark 2,517 consecutive days of doing pushups every single day because I don't do them for likes. I don't, I don't care if one person only sees it because that one person I can save that one person's life and give them hope. It's been worth doing it all these days. It's really to just keep pushing and saying, again, I see you. I know you're struggling, but there's people that care. I don't know you, but I love you because like Jesus said, because he first loved you. Right. So I just, Jay, I just, had to keep going because it's not just a 22 day challenge. It's not just 22 a day. It's not just, uh, again, a a 22 day challenge and then boom, you're done. So every celebrity, everybody got on this bandwagon and doing this kind of like the ice bucket challenge. And it's a great thing. They raised a lot of money. I'm sure they did a lot of great things, but for me personally, suicide, it's not just 22 days. You, you have to get that help. You have to get that support team. You have to get that network. Because if you don't, you can feel alone. And there's nothing mm. worse than feeling alone. Yes. And yeah. It, it's I want people to know when I do those push-ups before midnight, and, and I always tell people, forgive me if Facebook doesn't make it go through because I'm in a bad area, but I do them every night because it's important to me that people know. But it's also important that the families know that their loved one isn't forgotten, that someone cares enough to keep doing push-ups even with injury, even feeling sick. Um, even on vacation, uh, I do them like, and it's not about me. It's about the people. And I look at it and I'm like, man, I've been doing this for so long. Like, like when, when you do like the simple math and, and forgive me because it's been so long, right? Like just, even just looking at the amount of days that Mark and today, just 23 alone is o- over 57,000 people that have been honored just for the 22. I mean, 23, sorry. Uh, and then you add five more to 44 days after that. And, and it's over, it's in the thousands. Right. And you yeah. think about this, like, but that's one life to me. That's 57,000 over 57,000 lives that I've been pushing for because they matter. Yeah. They matter to the grieving parents. They matter to the siblings. They matter. Your they life do matter. Means- yeah. All those dreams and aspirations and those goals are the children that lost their fathers who will never walk them down the aisle. Like I think of all of it and it's so emotional for me because I think, man, so many memories are just no longer there. Mm -hmm. I think of the children. I think of the, I think of so many things when I do those push-ups, and that's why before midnight, I always, you know, get down and I, I do those pushups because it's important. And, and, and I think the story that touched me was when I, when I, when, um, Rebecca, uh, um, I became friends with her. She's from Florida, Rebecca Mazel, her husband took his life and it touched me because she was pregnant with his first son and he never got to see his first son. And it's stories like that. And we were actually doing the relay and I got that message from my friend, Debbie. Uh, Monroe, she said, Hey, I got to let you know, William, this guy, William Mazel took his life. And I was just like, man, and we're doing the relay. And I'm like, why man? And that was the first years relay. That was in 2017. And it just bothered me so much because of the fact that like, 
she's pregnant with his firstborn like his son he's gonna have a son he should be excited about that and he just for whatever reason something happened and he was done yeah and that's what re- it's stories like that linda that resonate with me it's stories like one one last one um i, I won't go into too much with this but there's a guy i know and i have not met him yet and i look forward to meeting him i have spoken to him on the phone when he was away uh he's military he said it was your push-ups that kept me from being one of 23. And I said, wow. that's my, again, that's my why. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how many people like, cause you know, algorithms on social media, you don't, you know, I remember when I first started doing them, I don't care. I'm not doing it for that. I don't do it for ego and pride. I do it to give people a why to let people know that, your loved one matters. Like when you feel like you want to just go over that edge, you matter, man, because the people who love you, yeah. even if it's, I always say, even if it's that one person that loves you, it's all the memories they will no longer have with you. When you die, like, and people know the why, why you died, how you died, it's a lot easier. But when you t- leave this world in that way, everyone else that loves you, whether it's your family, your friends, they start questioning. Like I sit there and I say to myself, what if I had been home when Kelly knocked on my door? But then you start thinking other things. Well, what if it didn't happen then? It happened another time. Or maybe it was, like these are the things a survivor, right? People that have lived it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. if I had seen them, maybe it wasn't meant for me to see her because then I would have felt like guilty because if she t- ended up taking a life, then I would have been like, that was my fault because I didn't, right? So you have, as a survivor of it, you have all these rash things going in your head, like, boop, 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 boop. And that's yeah. why I keep doing the push-ups because yeah. I want people to know that they matter. I want yeah. people to know there's people out there that care. And when someone's struggling and you say you're going to be there, that you listen without judgment and you don't go vomiting it to everyone else and that's another problem we we are in this in this day and age we don't people will share something we want to tell everybody else you know Mm. like personal things i'm not talking small things i'm talking personal things or you might have a fight with them and next thing you know you're saying everything it's if someone confines in you, keep it to yourself. Mm. i think that's heather a lot of um you know even first responders you know, don't won't talk to the peers, right? For fear of everyone knowing their business, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and they won't and they won't want to say it, or or again, f- fear of being judged, also, or you know, does this guy think I'm not um good enough to be on the job beside him anymore now because I'm not well or whatever it might be, or do do my teammates or my coworkers have confidence in me? Are they going to lose confidence in me? and being able to do my job. Um, all of that type of stuff must go through, you know, these these people's heads, right? For, and first responders, that they won't go and get help because suicide is the number one um, reason for death in in first response, um, more than the line of duty. Um, mm. So number one, so there is still a, a huge stigma out there, and yeah, it, it it doesn't take one person; it takes a village to keep mm. talking and. If we can get other people to just start talking and, and keep talking and find a voice um, to be able to advocate for our first responders or veterans, right? Um, I mean, that's what we're going to do. And I know I'm not going to stop talking. I know this guy beside me here is not going to stop talking either. Um, 
because it it is so important and getting back to that family those families of the what ifs and yeah as a suicide loss survivor um yeah there's all those what ifs and whys and and that they never go away um mm. just start to learn how to live through it and and be able to start to live your day but turning my energy into helping others or speaking on behalf of others so that it can make it easier for them to to speak about it within departments and and get help and realize that when you do get help that you are strong right you are a leader you are strong for getting that help and for not caring or not giving a damn about what other people think about you you're doing it for you you're doing it for your family you're doing it for your your parents you're doing it for your wife you're doing it for all the people who love you uh, and yourself most first and foremost and you're getting well and you can still do your job well and live a healthy life and go on to retirement right um and I know the pain that they must go through to want to take their life and end it. Um, I really don't believe that, you know, first responders, and, and generally I'm talking about first responders, want to die. I believe they mm. just want to end their pain mm. that they're going through. Um, and um, so by talking about it, we hope that um, someone might be listening in the podcast and say, you know what? I'm going to call that 800 number or that 988 number and ask for someone to talk to so I can start a, a process of healing for myself um, and on a journey for betterment, right? For better health and better well-being. Um, and, that, and that's what it's all about, Heather. It's so important to keep talking. So we are honoured. We are honoured to... I'm just sitting listening to you and the emotion behind you're explaining and the reasons why you're doing all of these things. I mean, there's so much do you do the you do the plaques, the, the plaques of honor. You do the vest up for the fallen, which is in um, Memorial Day, right? Isn't it Memorial yep. Day weekend? Yeah. Uh, vest up for the fallen. I want to do that because it's 65 miles. I wanted to do it this year, but I wasn't <laughs> ready. <laughs> yeah, but um, we want to have you. I mean, yeah, that's definitely. Another- supporting that yeah we 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 have your we have your um road sign still hung up on our porch outside so um we got it again this uh this coming memorial day in 2024 you do you do vesta for the fall and you do marine on a mission um you do the archery yeah can we talk about that a little bit because that's a about that's sort of like a therapeutic program for first responders and veterans who are alive, right, and they can participate in this program. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, a friend of mine, Leo Pike, had he he's a combat vet. He's a New, Be- uh, New Bedford firefighter. He uh, We were just talking, uh, and, and it got brought up, and he said, hey, you think give to those who would ever want to do an archery program? I'm all like, okay, let me go see. You know, and I my, jo- my running joke is <laughs> uh, – I'm a vegetarian, so I know nothing about hunting, right? I love animals, um, but like it's kind of like a just a running joke. Like yeah. here I am, vegetarian, putting bows right in the hands of of of, uh, of our military and first responders. But it's um it's been an amazing thing. Um, uh, it's really to ha- he came to me and said, "Listen, this this helped my life." Uh, I you know he had PTSD and and, and stuff. 
And uh, he just said, archery really helped his life. So I was like, all right, let me go down. I went down to Reedy's in Middleborough. I watched. And they ha- when The day I went down, there happened to be um, a couple of veterans that were shooting, and Leo had pointed them out. And I just saw how all they had to do is just focus on what they were doing, right? And that's shooting the target. Uh, mm. You can't. You, it's a. It was just a great therapeutic uh, way of watch, like watching them therapeutically, watching them before I made the final decision. And uh, after that, I said, "Okay, what do we got to do?" We talked with Chris Reed. Um, he's very well known. He's been in business for over thirty years. He's now actually in Virginia doing another. Uh, he just built another um, Reedy's in Virginia. Um, and which is really funny because that's where we end when we did the relay, right? Um, so it's one of those things where I, I didn't know what where we would go with this, um, how it would form. And we've done we did a soft launch in 2021. We had about 10 people in that group. One was uh, first attendant Scott Milley's brother, Steve. Um, he's a first responder. He was in it and then some some other vets and that. And I just wanted to see how it would go. Okay, let's put a few people in, see how it goes, see how it works out. Um, that was a great success. And then we launched our, our, our first bigger program in 2022. And then thanks to the Water Frawlers, they donated $20,000. Uh, 15 of that was to go to the adults. And then five was to go to the children's program for people who completed the program who wanted their children to get in. Uh, which we we were able this past summer to put eight kids of veterans and first responders into the into a, a kids archery program. I saw that, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They loved it. It was just a day thing, but they loved it. And um, and that you know, it's been such a success that we don't advertise. It's just been word of mouth. We actually have a waitlist uh, waitlist for twenty twenty four, and 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 most likely depending on where we go, uh, they we may have bump those guys to 2025 because we're already all of our spots are filled up so we limit it just because of the way the program runs it's not a thursday friday you got to go to reedy's it's literally january february march six classes but you have to be accountable for getting yourself to the class and it's not like a class like you think it's literally you go you learn archery you get comfortable with the bow you just go down, shoot, you get more comfortable with the bow. Um, and we do that January, February, March, and you have to pick two days in each month. And you just go any day you want. When they're open, you contact Bailey, who's a veteran, and say, hey, Bailey, I'm coming down to uh, to practice, to shoot, whatnot. And I did that to eliminate the fact that you have to be there Monday, Tuesday, or, 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 or Tuesday, uh, Friday. Because not every guy has or, or woman has the same schedule. So I wanted to eliminate that stress of like, well, you have to be here Tuesday or Thursday. And if you are not, then you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. But we do disqualify people if you don't put in because we have to work hard at raising funds, at getting people to understand what it's about. You have to be accountable for getting there because there are people on a wait list because we rely on our events that we host put on and then the general public to help fuel this program. And, and, and it's one of my more expensive programs out of what we do. Yeah. So it's all been word of mouth. It's been firefighters, police officers, uh, active duty members, veterans, uh, corrections officers like that have done this program. And uh, we had a dispatcher 
Um, so it's been amazing. But the other part of it is it, it's to really heal our, our, our men and women who serve through the world of archery, combat PTSD, get them involved in archery, being able to just go out and yeah, I mean, cause you can own a, you can own a, you know, a, a, a firearm, but you can't go in your backyard and shoot a firearm. I mean, unless you live in the woods and or, or, or something far where you're able to do that, maybe in New Hampshire, but you, with archery, you can set up some targets, you can do a whole thing and, and you can just go out and just decompress your mind. And then there's a whole nother world of archery. Well, yeah. Can they can, they can develop a skill, right? Yeah, and develop a skill. And if you get into hunting, you can, now you can get livelihood, right? Cause you can, you can go get, you can get deer and, and those that hunt deer, they eat the meat. They don't just hunt the hunt. Mm. Everyone talk to you in that community mm. um so there's a whole big thing behind it and that's what was amazing to me that i didn't know so you know we launched in 2022 and then we had our second our second bigger program this year um, but we've technically had three programs and um we've already put over 50 men and women in this program and it's been a great success that we already filled up for 2024 um and uh you know, if that's something a community that may be listening wants to get involved with, we're always looking for donations for that, um, just to keep to get these guys into the program that are waiting. Yeah. Um, but it, it has. It's been a very big healing process. But the other part of it is they have to honor a fallen hero, whoever it is. It can be a, a family member that served. Uh, it could, and, and they don't have to be fallen like killed in action. They could be suicide. They could be cancer. They could be old age. Your hero, you honor. We put the name on the bow. Uh, and then, um, on April 19th, we present all these bows to these men and women that, that were on the program. And we do it on the 19th for the mark of the revolutionary war. There's a whole reason behind why we do it on the 19th. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the following year, they have to come back to an annual barbecue we do. And they actually pick up a plaque of honor in honor of the person that they wanted to make true pay tribute to on their bow. And, um, we ask them that they then get it out to a family member or someone they know that, that, that knows the person they honored. Because again, wow. if you're going to say their name, you got, you, you want to let the families know that you're not only saying their name, but you're remembering them. I love that. And, and the reason we put the name on the bow is so when you are maybe in a, in a mindset of like, man, this, I just can't, you look at when you pull back and you look down or you happen to look down, you see the name of that fallen hero and you know that why, again, it goes back to why and purpose. We all have a purpose. We all yeah. have a why you just have to find it. And you have to almost plow through it, right? Like you have to just keep moving forward when people want to knock you down, when people want to, you know, come at you, you just got to say, you know what? I, I can't, you got to be like, I can't, I'm not going to listen to this. I got to keep paying attention to what I'm doing here because mm. this is all noise behind me. And you got to, you got to just do that because again, this is another program that is all word of mouth. We do no advertising uh, other than when we talk about it on podcasts or, 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 or through two people at events, but um, it's been amazing. But the need financially is great because of that word of mouth. You also, you know, firefighters they talk about it hit the police they talk yeah. about and, and so you need to have those funds too and that's just one other program we have the plaques we have that and then as you know linda we launched marine on a mission riding with a purpose and that was because joe leaston sergeant joe leaston went in the archery program he loved it now he loves archery uh and I happened to be talking to him about, hey, we're doing so many plaques, we might have to ship them to the families. And I was talking about the 13 fall. And uh, 
he said to me, we can't be doing, we can't do that. Uh, let me talk to my wife. And then, and then, so that was how that program was, was created, but it had to do with the plaques, the archery, the relay. I mean, it's just how everything just kind of comes together. All came so, in. Yeah. You know, we, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's all about honoring, right? Like yeah. it's, it's doing something with integrity. It's, it's, not just, I mean, anyone can honestly like, and I, I would love it. Like people, anyone could put together a program and say, this is great. Or I would love to see more people getting out there and, and, and honoring through things. Um, you know, if you have like a canoe, I I've told people, if you have a canoe organization, start putting the name of fallen heroes on those canoes. So when you're canoeing, people see it, you know, and then they talk and then, you know, when, like, like I said, I don't like the bracelets I wear on my wrist. I don't, I don't do it for like a wonder woman theory. I, 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 I know a lot of times that's what people will say, but uh, like, it's kind of like my nickname in the world, but it's no, it's so when I go somewhere and some young kid at a cash register says, Oh wow, I like all your bracelets. And then they start asking me about them. I can engage in the conversation and then they yeah. get educated. Yeah. So it's really also an educational point. And that's what those bows are. When you see in honor of, because um, we've been very uh, blessed by Bass Pro Shop uh, by contributing, and then we get cases from them for these bows. So they not only get a bow, they get the whole setup and the arrows, and then they get a case, and thanks to Bass Pro Shop supporting our mission. Um, so on the on the case, I, I don't know if you've seen the photos, um, but we do have those online at givetothose.org too. We put the name of the fallen hero again because they're talking points. Yeah. Because if you're honoring, they're talking. Hey, what? What? Why isn't it? Someone looks at your case and like, oh, why? Wh- who's, who's that name? Sergeant Cessna. Who's Who's Sean Gannon? It's engagement. It's conversation. It's not for you for attention. It's literally for a conversation piece. So now you can speak their name and share their story. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. I. It's like I told. Well, when you find that why and that purpose you find the story behind it and it's the most amazing humbling thing you'll ever go through. Nothing Mm. materialistic, nothing can ever give you what you get when you do something, when you find that why and purpose in life, what exactly what you Linda and Jay are doing. You guys are being a beacon of hope for those that feel like they're in darkness and don't have any way out. And that's amazing. Thank you. I love, can I just get back to that? The archery. Um, I mean, what was buzzing through my head, um, was the, you know, the first responder veteran, whoever is participating, um, you know, they're getting to participate and learn something new, right? Uh, archery, getting to learn a new skill. But they also have to be very present. <laughs> you have to focus, right? Um, so they're allowing themselves to be able to block out any no- noise that's around them, even for just that time that they're, they're participating in the archery program, right? That hour, two hours, or whatever it is that they spend um, in the time doing it. But they they have to be present, and they just have to focus on that. So it's just clearing out the noise um, for that time. What a what a great therapy, right? Therapeutic um, thing to be able to be involved in and to say, "Wow, if I'm able to experience." presence right i'm present in this moment doing this well then maybe i can take into other parts of my day um which is a wonderful thing so i love that so much um but i also love the part of it where you know at the end of the program 
um, that they they are going to a cookout. So they're now connecting with other first responders because a lot of first responders isolate um, mm-hmm. when they're when they're going through you know uh, emotional challenges. They isolate. They don't want people to know or notice um, what they're going through. Um, so they isolate away. So this is a help and avoid isolation. Um, also, but then they they you know go to they're asked to go to a cookout. This is part of your deal of being part of this program. Go to a cookout where you're connecting with other first responders and veterans. And um, you're going to get to pick up a plaque of someone who you're honoring. And you're going to be able to get it to the family and, and personally be able to give it to the family. Because I'm sure th- these people probably come from all over the place. And um, so to be able to personally get it to a family. So not only are they helping themselves by participating in the program, but they're also helping others. Yeah. What a gift. That yeah, is, that's a gift that you, you guys are, are giving. You're giving the gift. Um, yeah. Think, and not to cut you. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I just read for opening his doors, you know, and, and then they, uh, in May, they have an opportunity to go down to Virginia, you know, they just do, they get together as guys and girls, whoever has completed the program and they can go down there. And, um, the Millie family, uh, Steve, and and then some of their guys, uh, a few guys from the program ended up going down there this year and they had a wonderful time. They, they not only, they, they got to camp on, on Chris's property up there, which overlooks the mountains. They got to hike, um, in the Andorondack Mountains, like they they did a lot of just in a few days, but that and the, and the, and the, out that way, there's no um, there's no reception really. So you're literally in the mountaintops with barely any reception. You have to go down and ground level to get reception. So you that's another part of the program, um, that you have that opportunity to go out there and and do that. So connection a, making making human connections. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's amazing, and and the Millie family um, has now, you know, they they said they they would be honored to kind of spearhead that pretty much every year because they they went down there for me. I didn't go. Um, I had to stay back because I had other commitments, but um, it's just just amazing to see how people will also step up. But, again, the need is great um, for the organization financially for programs like that and programs like plaques of honor. So, you know, that's why like you, when you were talking about VESA up, you know, we that's yeah. for the fall when people raise money or the community donates for those signs and stuff like that, we allocate funds for the archery for the plaques, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Marine on a mission gets helps, gets those plaques out. And so there's a lot of moving parts, but we're just grassroots where, where, you know, um, <laughs> it's like where that that little train that could you know i think i can i think i can okay we're going to we're going to get it up you know we're going to get going up that hill and um i i've watched it grow and you know there's 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 been such amazing moments and then there's there's also those moments where you're just like oh lord please just open that door for me i'm i right. i feel like i i need a door open at the moment so but it's been amazing um but you do, you go through a lot of ups and downs, uh, and especially running a nonprofit. When you're running around for every other nonprofit, it's simple, right? But you got all the back stuff you got to do. And even with the archery program, you know, uh, there's a lot of moving parts with that. And yeah. myself and my friend Donna, um, I was doing it alone for a while, but then my friend Donna this year helped me put the names on the bows. And so we personally do it. So it's not like we're paying some company or some other 
we personally do these things because it's important. Again, it's even important for myself, but other people involved in GiveToThose.org to be a part of that process of, man, look at all these bows. Like you see them and you're like this last program, we put almost 30 people in it and we do disqualify people if you don't show up because again, when you have a wait list, you have people that really want to do this program, you know, and when yes. you sign up for this, you're taken away from those that really could benefit from it. So yeah. Um, right now you can't, you can't, there's no, we don't have that because all the slots are filled. There's no, you can read about it a little blurb, but we don't have the application up um, because we do have a wait list and, and that wait list only can uh, window be so long. So, yeah. yeah. When we get that financial support from people, whether it's at one of our events or, or someone just wants to make a, a great donation. Um, but yeah, we, we never have a problem myself and the committee, allocated funds if you if someone donates and they say hey i really want to i want to get involved in that and or wants to put on a fundraiser for us you know um and you say hey i want all this funds to go to plaques of honor and uh uh thin line arrow archer program we just allocate it out that way you know yeah. so awesome. um, but it, but it's a, like you said it's it's it takes a village it takes an army it takes a unit to grow things and help each other yeah and that's that's all I can ask for. But I've been very blessed from all the communities in Massachusetts and across the country. And I just thank everybody. And I thank you guys, you know, for, again, allowing me this platform to talk more about it. It's it is an emotional journey. Sometimes it's hard for me to find the right words because yeah. it's not just a minute story. It, it started in 2013, the bombing. And, and there's even a backstory on all that. But I tell people, if you really want to learn more, you know, come out to an event, talk to me. I I love talking to people. I'm a people person. Um, but again, if, you know, going back to what you guys talk about, it's if, if, if someone's struggling out there, you know, be that network for them, help them. And, and, you know, and, and you also, as you guys know, you also have to learn to know when you have to ask other people to help you help someone else. Right. Yes. And it's, that's why it's so important to have a network like you guys, because there's some things in my wheelhouse I may not be able to help with, but you, I may be able to reach out to you guys and say, Hey, I've got this guy here. And you guys might be like, you know what? We know exactly who to reach out to. So it's also important growing that network and for a lot of grassroots organizations and even big ones to start really net the big ones, the big gorilla guys. That's what I like saying is like starting to help the little gorilla guys grow too, because then we can all help the different branches, right? It's like a tree that you, you, you all have, you, you stay in your lane, but you can help many when you unite together. And that's another thing I think that's very important with a lot of nonprofits. We yeah. all need to start coming together because what you do as a nonprofit, I may not, I have a friend that does fishing. Uh, he does that. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Right. So by engaging and uniting, um, together and stop with the, well, if I give to you or I take, I take from me and no, you help. If you're there to help veterans and first responders or whatever your nonprofit does align with the right like-minded people, because then you guys can work as a unit. Yeah. And like you said, it's a village. And then that village becomes an army. Yes. Next thing you know, you're starting to hear more stories of like hope, inspiration. You're inspiring other people to get out there and do something better than they did yesterday. And that is important. That is very important that people unite together um, 
and 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 just even with 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 the different um departments and stuff so i think it's really amazing work that you guys do again and, thank you you know i'm just a little pond and a, a little fish in a big pond right or a big we're, ocean. we're just little fish but we 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 we, <laughs> we, we, we know how to talk <laughs> we know how to swim you know yeah. we know yeah. how to swim with the with the with the whales and the sharks but yeah it's, it's it's amazing. And, um, again, you know, if people want to learn more, they can absolutely go to the website and learn more, um, about everything. And, and Jay, you, I'm sure you and, and Linda, you both know what it feels like to receive one of those plaques. Yes. Um, you know, Jay, I, I think it's so important with, uh, everything you've been through in life and being able to share that story so that these guys know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Me as a civilian, I say, I share my civilian side of it all. Um, but it's important. It, those stories are very, 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 very important because you just never know that one life you may have saved without even ever knowing it. But yeah. you'll, it, it, it's, it's a, just an important thing. So yeah. um, I thank you guys so much. Thank you, so, so. Heather, for coming on. I mean, it's been a pleasure listening to about your organization. Um it's also a pleasure listening to you. Um, and I, I definitely think that everything that you're doing and talking about is comes from the heart. Um, and I, I know our listeners will hear that um, when we air the interview also. So I hope everyone reaches out to you and donates to your organization and allows you to continue to give out many, many, many more plaques and many more different things that you want to be involved in um, because it's all for the greater cause, right? It's all for helping others. Um, families first responders who are alive and struggling and need help um all of it and for veterans um also so thank you thank you so much yeah thank thank you you. thank you heather it was um it was awesome hearing about more about the organization Uh, i really applaud the way that that you you support uh veterans military um first responders families and, yeah. you know, through difficult times as well, the, the most difficult in, in, in the case of loss and, and help them feel seen um, and recognize that. So I think it's great work that you're doing. I think it's very important. And uh, it was awesome talking to you. Yeah, you too. And uh, again, I thank you guys for having me on. And if people want to learn more, they just got to go to that website, give to those.org, learn more. And again, I know we didn't get really much into Marine on a mission, um, but they can learn more about Sergeant Joe Leeson's uh, journey. He just actually got back a few days ago from doing the purple 13 purple heart plaques and then the one sibling heart. Um, so his mission is going to continue and people in the motorcycle community can get involved with that. Cause that's going to be a therapeutic riding uh, program that we're going to be doing awesome. with incorporating the plaques of honor. Um, and Joe wants to do something somehow incorporating thin line. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of moving things, a lot of upcoming things, but you got to stay tuned by doing, uh, going to the website and even our Facebook pages. Um, and just follow the journey we you know and 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 be that impact out there so again i i thank you guys so so much for having me on and um i'm sure you gotta come in for a coffee soon (laughs) yes yes i'm sure i was just gonna say i'm sure i'll be in soon for coffee i definitely need one of those coffees i love your iced coffee and um i I just love seeing you guys in your spirit so thank you so much you guys thank you so much heather Heather is a true patriot. She's passionate about helping veterans, veteran families, first responders, and their families as well. 
GiveToThose.org runs so many programs to let veterans know that they are not forgotten. The organization raises awareness around first responder and veteran suicide and actively remembers those we've lost to suicide. Locally, the Chesna family have been recipients of plaques of honor in memory of their son. Linda's family also received a plaque in memory of Alex, along with many other families all over the country who have found comfort in the plaques that they've received. You've heard her passion, emotion, and dedication in the stories that she shared. Heather will continue to honor those we've lost by saying their name. She remembers all their names. There's so much more about the mission to give to those. If you'd like to know more about the organization, please consider having a look at their website, give2those.org. Till next time. Till next time.